Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And a reminder, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and many of the major platforms. The full podcast is available at www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. SRB Media. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, CC. Welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Current View, of Terry Curran's Current View, with the Isle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. Steady away, son, what kind of week you had? A cold one. Yeah, it has been cold, and it could be worse, though. Well, it could be worse. We could have had what they've had in America, but usually when, when they get in America, we'll get it over here, won't we? Sometimes we do, but I've noticed recently, sometimes we don't, and I'm hoping that we don't get what they've had because they have had some really Oof. extreme weather haven't yeah. they but some countries it's mad how they get so cold in the winter yet so warm in the summer i think it's where you're placed on that globe isn't it yes i, I agree with you there but uh, like the sun really controls the um yeah the weather doesn't it you know yeah and the climate so whatever it moves to over the years you know they they get the the hot spells and the cold spells and then the rest get the in between absolutely i, I was working away yesterday and a, a young lady i thought she was absolutely ignorant I, I spoke to her the other week and she was posing in the mirror and then she looked at me and she was like really startled because she didn't hear me she got these earplugs on like that Gerwin Price had when he was playing in the darts. And, <laughs> and we got talking and I said, it's a lovely accent. Where are you from? And she said, oh, I'm from Estonia. I said, OK, I don't know much about Estonia. Tell me about it. And she said, well, we border Russia. And at the moment, it's minus 20 at home. And I said, my word, that is really cold. She says, but it gets really warm in the summer. And our technology, our economy is built on our technology. And, yeah, and I said, how many people live there? She said, about 1.3 million, and we have almost zero crime. And I said, what are you doing, Babbin Edge Baston in Birmingham? But, you know, when you talk to people and open your, your minds up, it's amazing what you find. When you look at the internet, when you open up your minds, it's amazing what magic moments we find in football, TC. So what have yeah. you found for us this week, sir? Well, I, whether we should stop doing this magic moment because so we, many. We, do just, we, just, we just do a disservice to, to other magic moments throughout the week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've gone for uh, Kamari Gray's goal for Everton yeah, against Manchester City. You know, yeah. I won't say it's the goal of the season, but it was a great goal. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, Arsenal's producing unbelievable. I mean, tonight they've nearly produced an unbelievable goal, like, you know. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it, it's great to, to see the, these goals now. And it's, 
it's no different because what anyone says there is no different there were great goals years ago it just was there weren't the cameras there to capture capture them absolutely football is no different today than what it was back then you're playing on better pitches now you've got better diets you've got better equipment etc 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 and if you put any of the players of yesteryear the great players of yesteryear in today's modern game they would be even bigger superstars but i'm not convinced that if you put some of the players that are superstars today they would be superstars in the 70s especially with the forwards because as you know T, you've got the scars to prove it players like you had the absolute crap kicked out of you week in week out it is a different game they have more time and space to uh, to purvey all these skills that they uh, that they have these days. They're far more protected, without a question of a doubt. You know, um, like I said, just like I just said two minutes ago or a minute ago, that um, we would see still see great. We would have seen great goals from yesteryear if we've had yeah. the cameras there. Yeah. That would change. Um, I remember I remember playing at Christmas time for the Abbey at um, Ipswich. And they're up at half at night, well, not half at night, up to about five o'clock in the morning. morning. What was it playing uh, Chase the Ace? Yeah. You know, uh, and Charlie scored, Charlie George scored one of the greatest goals I've ever seen in my life. Yep. You know, um, if it's which uh, uh, video of the games like they used to do, in, you know, back then, they would have it. Yeah. But when you see every game what's uh, highlighted now throughout the country uh, and throughout the world you know it's, it's great to see these goals because like I mean you put put up some brilliant ones from, from lower leagues and, and from abroad you know the, the goals that the young kids now will try to imitate and copy won't they yeah I mean whenever I see a decent bit of skill or a goal I put it on our uh, our group the current view if if there's anything historic, I'll put it on me um, memories of uh, football, 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. So, you know, I'm always looking at classic games, games played today, those magic moments. And, and you're right, T, it's a shame that we didn't have the same technology back then in the 70s because... I think we did have it, but you couldn't afford to have it at every ground. Quite, quite you possibly. Know, it's sponsorships, really. Yeah, no, we t- listen, I can remember yeah. the first colour uh, FA Cup, 1970. Yep. You know, so we, we've had it. It's just that, you know, we did, they only did it for certain games. I think you're you know? absolutely and what we're talking on. about, what we're talking about, the current view, when you want to get in touch with me now, Gabriel, you'll have to send me text because <laughs> I've, got a, I've got 28 de- days, uh, 20 days left of... Uh, a Facebook uh, ban for, for, for what reason I don't know and for some unknown reason uh, I'm logged out on the uh, messenger I got back in but I've logged back out again so I'm going to leave it while we're 28 days up and see what happens but uh, it's just it's becoming a joke now so I think what we should do is when we open up the podcast we should say that it's not for the woke because there is a wokeness about today. You go on social media, you post up something that some people may get offended by and you're in a Facebook jail and it's not you. I've noticed lots of my Facebook friends are in a similar scenario. 
I've been well, in that scenario. It's it's change because Musk has changed it with Twitter and he's exposing them. I, I've uh, noticed there, you know, just to cut into And the you. Facebook, or was it the Facebook or Twitter where, where the guy is sued, one of them, uh, and, and they've reinstated him. So right, okay. It's all going to. It's all in the long run. It will all sort of even itself out because uh, it's, it's crazy. ridiculous when you when you people are telling the truth. But were they to say we're giving out misinformation? Who knows it's, what the truth is? Takes I have no idea. I don't know what the truth is. You I know, have if opinions. we don't agree with the Premier League is the finest thing that's ever ever been, I don't believe that. That'll it be is. the next thing where they're going to back, uh, yeah. put you in Facebook jail. But again, I don't believe that the Premier League is the greatest thing no, that we've, we've done. We it, we it, were it, talking about earlier with games that wasn't you know uh, filmed. We did have the match of the day cameras back in the olden days. They will go down to the third division. They had the yep. cameras at the Boxing Day massacre. We've still got to make the podcast about yeah. that, by the way. And what I'm saying, what I'm saying about it, yeah. if they want to turn around, the Facebook people or the you know social media, yeah, and yeah. they say, right, you know, uh, you're giving false information because yeah. that work, that game weren't as good as that game because mm. that's what that's what they're trying to do next. If we don't stop it, well, this is what it's coming down to: opinions of certain people and what the narrative is that they want to drive through. And it doesn't mean to say that it's correct because it's something that a government wants to drive and and governments lie. They don't tell the truth. Football clubs don't tell the truth. Football players, people that have got nothing to earn from it, tell the truth. But people that have got a lot to lose don't tell the truth. And again, I go back to the match of the day. In your day too, you had the, the uh, Sheffield Derby. Unboxing Day, you had the uh, Easter Monday game. It was televised on BBC, Match of the Day. These days, Match of the Day, it's nothing more than a PR exercise for the Premier League, which is the richest league in the world. Now, that being on the back of taxpayers' money, for me, is an absolute disgrace. We've covered it before on the podcast. I've posted it up many times. I think it's an absolute disgrace. Those two, those two games, the Sheffield Derbys, yeah, yeah, yeah. it attracted uh, ninety-five thousand people in the two games. It's incredible. But, but again, I go back. If you put on the TV some of these other games and some of the magic moments on Match of the Day that we've had from the day, then these other players and other clubs and other leagues would get more recognition. And, and and it's just as though everything is suppressed for the Premier League that is a breakaway league that's nothing different, really, than the ASL. The only difference is that they had promotion and relegation, but that was because they had to go to the FA to give it the validation to actually get the project up and running and break away from the Football League. So, and have, know, they made it, have they made it a better league? No, they've, not they've, at all. They've, no, they've, they've improved the, the stadiums and they've improved the the, the, the <laughs> yeah. surfaces. Yeah, you know, and 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 the and the physical side of it. But I wouldn't say it's a better, exciting game. You know, for magic moments in the game. I looked at before I go into my magic moments. I posted up on the current view the game in 1976. 
So it was 76-77 season when Malcolm McDonald was leading goal scorer with Andy Gray. I think they both got 29 league goals. And it was Supermax's first game against his former club, Newcastle United. I think it was on the same day that Birmingham City ran out winners at Filbert Street 6-2. It was the 4th of December and there wasn't many games on. This game was on match of the day. Malcolm McDonald scored five goals. Sorry, Malcolm McDonald scored three. He could have scored five goals. Arsenal won 5-3 against Newcastle. It was a different game. Yes, it was a different game, kids, back then. It was a better game. There was more goal attempts back then. There was less passing around uh, in, in the back line. And there was more directness. There was more purpose to the play back in the 70s. It was well, 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 I'll defend the passing around bit. You know, what, what's happened, the, the, especially English cultures have yep. become, they've become more um, organised uh, yep. to stop people playing. Mm. You know, I mean, you, you just couldn't knock the ball over the top nowadays because all you, you would just be giving it away. Because, because the more organised nowadays and they close the space down now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. What they've got to get away from the what they've got to get away from the English coaches is is, is a slow build up. Hundred percent sideways and backwards, yep. sideways and backwards, trying to pull people out. Yeah, you know, you're not going to pull people out unless it's Manchester City and the Liverpool's of this world and your assholes because they're not frightened of losing a game. Absolutely, and when... Man United, you know, nearly equal. So yeah, but... what they've done to make the game more boring. 100%. And, and, and again, let's not com, uh, get confused, guys, with the Wimbledon style of play that was pretty much a kick and rush. And, and the, and the... Yeah, but that was, that was that, not only was that a kick and rush, that was thuggery. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was kick and know, rush and thuggery. But it was I mean, sure... when you look at Gary Mabbott, you know, he got his. Yeah, he did. And, you know, I, I don't want to see that on a football field. Not at all. No. You know, rugby's a different type of game. You know, the good about fo- football's physical. Well, it's physical to a certain extent, but not to do that on a football on a football field. Absolutely. But you're right, you know, kick and rush. But but again, going back to that Newcastle game at, at Highbury in nineteen seventy six, I was watching and if you if you get the chance, guys, go onto YouTube, have a look at it. The football that they played was fantastic. They they were, when I say more direct and more purpose, they got the ball. Technically yeah. better. They got the ball. They could pass the ball. They the, you know, you 100%. Them, you know, they could pass it with more accuracy. They played it forward. That was the first thought of midfield players in the 70s. How can I play the ball forward? Whereas I look at these 150 million pound players today. Bellingham and Rice, absolutely. Kill the game. Absolutely. Make the game dead. I mean, people say to me, why is there all this time now? Well, there's all this time because the American owners have come into it, into our game. That's what they do. I mean, that American football, what they they play, every time the ball goes out, the game's stopped. Yeah, I don't watch it, to be fair. You know, I don't watch it. I don't like it, yeah. That's what happens. I mean, there's no... Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fergie time anymore now. I would call it American time because that's what, you know, this game's going into, I mean, what was the game last night? Went to 112 minutes last night. Not only 12 minutes, uh, <coughs> we, 12 minutes extra, overtime, extra time. We've, yeah, we've stayed overtime now. We've done 14 minutes now plus. I'm watching Arsenal versus Newcastle. I've not seen a shot at goal. And, well, and, and that's the difference. Before you come on air, as Arsenal tried to walk it into under the yeah. saying with that, they nearly scored two absolutely unblinding goals mm. at the worst. But yeah. People just got to block it because the moves itself. But you're right. There's no shots. I mean, no. you nowadays you got shots that go a lot more, didn't you? Yeah, of course you did. You. It was more exciting. They yeah. played forward. They played through the lines. It was. Yeah. It was a less complicated game. But my magic moments too. Uh, Damari Gray. Uh, what a wonderful goal. And I think a goal that hits a crossbar and goes in is a better goal than if it doesn't hit the crossbar. It's just more spectacular. And what a great kid, a Birmingham lad from uh, my area, here of Bartley Green. And, a, you know, a few years ago when we was in lockdown, the, you know, the, the, the there's three kids. There's, there's Jono, uh, Gibby and Damari Gray, all good mates. And we were standing there just having a drink and having a chat. And, and it was great talking to the boys. And what a great kid he is and he was at the time at Leicester I said to Damari you know son you've got to get out of there I know the manager wants you to stay and he's quite happy for you to be a sub but you need to get your starting shirt because you are far better than that and I think Damari Gray 100% yeah, 100% Gabby you, what you're saying there is 100% for any play you're right sorry but, go on yeah and, and I said that's what you've got to do you're far better than that son you're, the, you, you're one of the the best players to come out of Birmingham in recent years. And um, I said to him that day, I think a good move for you would be Aston Villa. But he uh, he got the move. He went over to Germany. He's come back. He's at Everton, a great club. I know they're struggling, but um, it's great to see Damari Gray doing so well because not only is he a great footballer, he's a great lad as well. Um, Emmy Buendia and Douglas Louise's goals for Aston Villa against uh, especially Dougie's the way that yeah, McGinn put the ball and the control and then the right he's just hit it with the right foot hasn't he outside yeah. of his foot and he's just he's just swivelled it with his ankle hey, I know. Tottenham. yeah I know absolutely what, you know you look at it I mean, I've told you before, I've never been a country lover because I'm not Italian football. I don't like Italian football. Where are you gone? You've gone away from me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can now. You're in the speaker. No, what I've done, I've just pulled it away, that's all. Ah, right, yeah. You're back and again. I'm going into the bedroom to, to, to watch it on to television at the same time. So go on. 
Yep, I'm I'm in the bedroom as well, watching at the same time. But those those two goals, and I thought the way that Aston Villa played, I looked at a lot of what Villa done that day, and I thought you've actually grown up into a Premier League team now. You don't look phased, you don't look intimidated, and I've always said this to Tom: what Villa needs is time. They need time to gel. They need time for players to believe. They need to get a little bit more quality in their starting eleven and their belief patterns. And and I think that Villa now, with Uno Emery, I think they're really on the cusp of breaking into that top eight, possibly top six. And I think in a few years' time, top four, because Villa are a massive football club. Well, we all know they're a massive football club. Yeah. What disappoints me with, with, with Aston Villa is Steven Gerrard and, yep. and Frank Lampard. 100%. You would ex- I know. What, what you would expect. They look a different... Same players, but look a different team under Imre. Yeah, they do. Right? Mm. But what, I'm going to tell you something now. I analysed the kid when he took over at Man United for a month, two months, whatever it was. He's taking the job. He turned. I told you he turned. He turned the job down, but he, then he finished up taking it. It's carried. Yeah. I'm going to make this predicament now. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the best since Brain Cloth. Right. Wow. His football. His football. The the uh, Middlesbrough are playing. Yeah. Is different altogether. Completely different to under the uh, kid, the ex Sheffield United manager, Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ten times different to what Warnock's footballer, right? Understands the game, can teach people about playing the ball quickly. That's what I would expect from Lampard and Gerard, right? What you can't do is teach players what haven't got it. But what you can do is encourage players what have got it to be more braver. So I'm going to make this predicament that Cavett will be the best English manager we've had since Braintworth. And you, you were the one too that identified um, Michaela Arteta and took a hell of a lot of stick when people were messaging you and saying, "Are you serious, Terry, about Arteta?" I yeah, want to I know you did. I know you did, and it's all recorded on our podcast. But I think that is it. When you look at Gerard and when you look at Lampard, and they were both. Really, really good football players. When you look at Michael Carrick, he was a really, really good football player. But is it so? Some... He was better. He was better. Even all the players will tell you. Mm. Uh, he was better than, you know, he should have had a lot more games for England, but you got Gerard and Lampard. Yeah. You, he, they could have played one of them and played, or played both of them, right? Of course like, they could. When, when Skulls retired. Yeah. You know, but I would have played, I would have played, uh, Kavik as the only one, Scholes and Gerard as the two going forward. That's what I would have played. Yeah. But, you know. but again, is it the fact that with Michael Carrick, he just has that... I, I posted up earlier on the on the group, which Ron told me many years ago, the, the, the recipe for success in management is recruitment, selection and motivation. And, and has Carrick got that motivational skill that Cloughy had, as you know, you you played for yep. Brian. He that, bought me. That, yeah, 
that Gerard hasn't got and possibly Lampard hasn't got that that ability to know what players to give a bollock into, what players to put the arm around the shoulder and to actually cajole the team into <coughs> performing at a high level in a in a in a league that you can either get promoted when, 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 absolutely when, when, when there's no where there's no slack. Absolutely. The pressure is there from yeah. always. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 the, we don't know because we don't know how they handle training. No, we it's, don't. You know, right. I bet Gerard has hardly had a bollocking in his life. Quite right? possibly, yeah. Carrick, Carrick would have, wouldn't have done. Mm. They would have done. Mm. But, you know, certain players always seem to get away with it. Was With this Ten Hag, the kid what fell asleep, uh, Rashford. Yeah. Right, he's got him playing back to it. I mean, I told you before, yeah. I'd play him through the middle. Mm-hmm. There's so much happened to him. But going back to what I'm saying about Carrick and what you're saying is, he's up to the same rank. Yeah. They see things, and they yeah. balance the team up. Yeah. With the right players. Correct. Not trying to get players to play. Yeah. What can't play. Yeah. You know, you need time, but you know, you only get uh, first six months. You can see where there's improve, where there's improve, where there's improvement. Mm. If there's not, the fans start to get on your back, puts the pressure under the directors, right? But you look at Middlesbrough; they're now in the top four. Look where they were, right? Look how he talks, right? Look how the team play. The the play with a, a tempo to yep. look to go forward to yep. score goals. Mm. Yeah, you know. Now, what you do then is you balance the team up. You don't have favours. You balance the team up, mm. right? When it's going to be an advantage to you and not the opposition, right? I've heard that many managers what turn around and say about Alan Hudson or this, that, about so-and-so, Grealish. We don't know what he's going to do. Well, wh- why should you know what he's going to do? Exactly. That, yeah. You don't You don't <laughs> tell the bank I'm going to rob it tomorrow. Exactly. It's incredible, isn't it? That baffles me that. Go and play Jack, Yeah. right? Stevie, right? So Stevie Gerrard's midfield. Stevie, right? Be aware he may lose his ball. You be aware that you come across so we don't leave gaps if he loses it, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, if he, if he gets it and he can go forward with it, right? Make sure that you're up there to support him. But we don't we don't encourage that type of thing at all. Man United's gone 1-0 up, so, you know, already, so... So Simon Stamon, if you're going to listen to this, I was right again <laughs> when you all were telling me, you know, I got a bloke sent me a message. I'll bet you a thousand pounds that Tottenham finish higher than Man United. No chance. Yeah, well, no by chance. By the way, Tottenham were about eight points clear of Man United. Yeah. I'm sick of telling mugs about the game. You have said for an age. In fact, I was talking to one of my customers today who. You know, when he was a kid, I mean, he's a professor now, of, you know, and he's wrote books on cancer. He's an oncology, you know, specialist. But he was saying, um, you know, when he was a kid, he was, you know, on the Stretford Road end, watching, well, Stretford end, watching Manchester yeah. United. And, um, you know, United, and, and I said, Terry on our podcast has said for a number of months and years, that United have got a good team. They're just not playing like a good team. I remember the podcast that we done when Conte come in and you said to me, 
Gabby, do you think Conte will make any difference here at Tottenham? Because they're not a good team. And Conte has made a difference, but everything finds its level. And, and now Tottenham have levelled off. United now have got a manager that can actually manage and has got performances out of these players. You were spot on about Graham Potter as well. You know, I'm amazed doing podcasts with you and Alan Hudson why you two are talking to me and you're not running football clubs. It's well, unbelievable how stupid these clubs are. Potter, you know, I told you, Potter, I know you if did. he can handle big game players, yeah, you did. he'll become a great manager. Straight from the get-go. Because I love his philosophy. Yeah. Right? Doing it with Brighton, what players won't want to listen because they're winning. Of course. It's a different, case, different kettle of fish doing it at Chelsea. Yeah. Right? You've got to be on. You've got to get them on side. You've got, that, got them to respect you, mm. right? What we don't do in this country, right? We fear losing. Yeah, that's the first thing we've got to. We've got to coach outside the box. Now let's go back to let's go back to Tottenham. <clears throat> Everybody tell me last year, Manchester City a win league. And by the way, I still think they'll win the league, mate, by the way. Yeah, I do. Uh, the, but they're going to win the league easily. They bought, um, what's it call him? Ireland. Right? And Ireland has scored all these goals. And where's City at league? Second. Second. Yeah. Right? And there could be, there could the eight points behind, there could be 11 points behind tonight. Mm. Right? Now, Ten. don't forget what I'm going to tell you here. Yeah. Abby Kane has scored more goals than any other Premier League striker, haven't they? Yeah, he has. You know, Premier League goals I'm talking about. Apart, apart from Shearer, yeah. Right. English. And at, English. at the moment, yeah, he's right. top of the pops. Always beat leading goal scorer for Tottenham. Mm. Right? Now, let me give you his record. No league titles. Yep. No FA Cups. Yep. No league cups. Mm. Right? No Golden Boot Awards. When I say Golden Boot Awards, I'm on about Ballon d'Or. Mm. in all these goals. Yep. Right? And he's going to get, not worse, because he's, he's, he's got a football brain. Yep. But it, it comes this way. He goes towards his own goal, not the other way. Mm. He's only going to get slower and slower. Because what is he at now? 27, 28? 29. 29. I think he's 29, 30 this right? year. And, you know, everybody say the best strike. No, he scored goals, mm. right? But he scored in those goals. You know, he always, you can. If he gets twenty-seven, I get. I'll guarantee you get seven or eight penalties of those. Hundred percent. But you still got to score them. Of course you have. Right. So I don't take that away from him. You know, I would have played Rashford through the middle. I'd have played Greenwood before Kane. Yeah. But I, I think outside the box, but Greenwood's out of the, out of the scenario at the moment in time. Mm. But, you know, I told you all about Ten Hag. Uh, well, you know, he's not showing no respect for Vinaldo. It doesn't make a difference what you've done, mm. what you've won, right? The most important game is the next game. Correct. Right? And Vinaldo, and I don't want to knock Vinaldo, because we can all give all the superlatives about him. Right? But he's 36. And he thinks he might be signing for Newcastle if they get in the top four. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 